Hey, clan. Right now, Castle Massey is holding their biannual bath and body sale, where all soaps and lotions are more than marked down, up to 33% off. And just for the Outlander Cast fans, you get to use the code OUTLANDERCAST, just one word, no spaces, OUTLANDERCAST at checkout, and you're going to get an additional 30% off. So the next morning, Jimmy wakes up to find Dougal standing over him. They had a very pleasant conversation. Dougal says that he would hate to think that his nephew could take advantage of his daughter's feelings. (laughs) That doesn't sound so bad. Aye. But the whole time that Dougal was talking, he had one hand on his dirk and the other one resting on Jamie's bollocks. <laughs> uh, and I'd look at a lass again until I was 16. Great. <laughs> Want to hear more of these stories? <laughs> Plenty more where that came from, lad. <laughs> I think that's enough stories for one night. Uh, it's good to have family around the table again. Aye. Uh. Away from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. just find those harmonies so yummy and you want to sing along and then different times maybe your third fourth rewatch you decide I'm going to sing a different part this time that's me any other music (laughs) nerds out there I'm high-fiving you over the interwebs in case I don't know you how is it going my name is Mary Larson my name is Blake and remind me I will never pee in public Never pee in public, even if it means that I have to meet my daughter for the first time ever. I just won't do it. You know, that's a way to start a conversation right there. (laughs) (laughs) That is a way. Truly, truly. Well, what an episode. What an episode. The amount of people that have come out and said that this week's episode of Outlander is not only their favorite for season four, but quite possibly their favorite out of all of Outlander Mm -hmm. is quite astonishing. I totally agree. Right? Totally agree. I mean... You put it against some serious ringers right up there. I mean, season one, I mean, there were some really special moments in season one. But this episode, it felt like season one. It felt like coming home. It felt like hashtag all the feels all over again. And I, for one, can't stop watching this episode. I'm crying for all the reasons. And if you've watched this episode, hopefully you have. If you haven't yet, you need to not listen to this podcast and you need to hurry up and watch it. But my goodness gracious, what an episode. But as we're talking about this, I do want to break the fourth wall here a little bit. We are actually recording this live. This podcast is happening live in uh, on our page and on the in the Outlander cast clan gathering. We're doing it live for everybody uh, here on Facebook because... We've been late with these podcasts, and I kind of feel bad about that. Agreed. I mean, truth be told, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. Right. But, like, we've been busy. We've had the kids everywhere, sickness, all the kind of things. Right. So it's just taken us a little while to get to this podcast episode. But as an extra special treat, and because we have our babysitter tonight, we can do this. (laughs) So we thought it was a fun little treat for you guys who are watching on Facebook. But uh, do know that if you are listening to this on the podcast itself, whether you're at the gym, doing 
push-ups or uh, or you're driving or do I don't know maybe you're uh, maybe you're baking cookies I, I don't know whatever you're doing um, you just, know if you are on Facebook live we want to know where do you typically listen to the podcast that's a good idea let us know where you typically listen uh, do know that this podcast is intended for you the podcast listener the people that are watching us on Facebook right now thank you for being here but this is just a quick look into the studio and how things are done between Mary and I and uh, you know maybe a little even bit of a preview for the live podcast that we will be doing in front of a studio audience for the finale, which I'm very excited about. And if you haven't yet bought your ticket, you can head on over to OutlanderCastFinaleParty.com. Mm-hmm. There you can scoop up your finale ticket. It's going to be Sunday, January 27th in Newport, Rhode Island. Get to go and be all historical and have fun in a gorgeous venue called the Colony House. How perfect is that? I, know, I mean, here we are in the colonial era with our beloved Outlander um, <laughs> show. And you get to come and be in the colonial era in the smallest state in the union with Blake and I and a bunch of our friends. Well, just in case you are brand new and you don't yet listen to this podcast and you're like, who are these people with these accents? And it's talking about my favorite show. We would love for you to find and subscribe to Outlander Cast in your podcast app of choice. Just search the word Outlander. You'll find us. Outlander Cast will pop up. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just search the title Outlander Cast. We're there as well. We would love for you to become an official member of the Outlander Cast clan. Really easy to do that. All you need to do is go to the website, outlandercastclan.com. There you're going to get tons of benefits. You're going to get our special After Dark podcast episodes. <laughs> Am I doing that right? You did it absolutely After right. After Dark. You're getting better at it. <laughs> I am. I'm working on it. Um, there's giveaways. There's swag. There's all these bonus things for people who are part of the official Outlander Cast clan. Love all of you clan members out there. Thank you so much for making all this possible. And remember yeah. that if you want to get those tickets for the Outlander Cast finale party that we were just talking about, yes. please do go to outlandacastfinalepotty.com mm-hmm. and we will have the tickets there. They are available for everyone to see. Everybody. Everybody to buy. Uh, and they are going quick, by the way. They are going quick. So I I, I cannot guarantee you that you will get a ticket um, because we're, we're still keeping it a, a small, relatively small, intimate environment. Intimates. Um, but please do go to outlandercastfinalepotty.com and check to see if there is some still, still some tickets available. I'm sure that there will be, but I need to put that out there just in case. Marvin, are you ready to get into this episode? Yes, I am. This freaking phenomenal episode of Outlanda? Truly. All right, let's, truly, truly. Let's do it. Break it on down for me, Blake. What are the details for this particular episode? This one was called The Birds and the Bees for multiple reasons. (laughs) One, because Claire does have the birds and the bees talk with Brianna, which I found incredible that the first thing Brianna says was, Ma, I wasn't planning on packing condoms. (laughs) What a great line. That was a fantastic line. But also the the imagery here for uh, this episode with the bees and creation of life and the birds, creation of life, all tying into the fact that Brianna is, in fact, pregnant. Um, and having this birds and bees feeling within herself that 
She's gonna be a mom real soon. Yeah. She, yep. That's it, she already is. It's gonna be a big deal. That's, that's happening. You know, she she was free as a bald eagle, and now she has to, <laughs> <laughs> and she has to uh, take care of a child. Yep. Uh, you know, and eventually, and it's 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 good imagery. So, who wrote this episode? This was a tandem. Uh, experience Tell between me. Tony Graffia and Matt B. Roberts, who mm-hmm. are the de facto day-to-day showrunners of Outlander. Yes. Since Ron Moore has taken a step back, these two have kind of taken charge of the writer's room and pretty much what happens on set on an everyday basis. I think Ron's only involvement now, I mean, I'm sure he is involved in making decisions, uh, but his, his real involvement is in the editing room. Uh, and that doesn't mean that Tony and Matt don't have say in the editing room either, but these are the guys that are basically in charge. Now, it's important to note that both of these guys wrote this episode because they are, again, a tandem. And as a pair, as a tandem, they have written three episodes so far. Which three? They have written Dragonfly and Amber, which okay. was the season two finale. Mm-hmm. Eye of the Storm, which was Ooh, the yeah. season three finale, mm-hmm. and America the Beautiful, the season four premiere. premiere. So this is another step in the right direction for them. And I will say that I've liked all of their episodes that they've written together. together. And in fact, I've liked, I've liked them quite a bit. I mean, Eye of the Storm, I feel like, was a little bit of a letdown for me, but Dragonfly and Amber is one of my favorite episodes of Outlander yet, as was America the Beautiful, by the way. So I like them as a pair. Of course, they have written other episodes outside of this pairing. You know, they've written, I think Matt Roberts has written 11 episodes of Outlander and Tony Graffia has written, you know, upwards of 10 or 11 episodes herself too. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. The director was David Moore, who uh, has directed for Outlander before. He directed The Doldrums in season three and also Heaven and Earth in season three as well. And the DP, as we always like to call out, was Alistair Walker. And that's love. it. Love. Those you are the you love Alistair Walker. I do like Alistair Walker. He's not as good as my as 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 close friend of the show, Steve McNutt. <laughs> you know, I, I, I again I had to call Steve and say, Hey, listen, you know, I know you're not on the show lately and it upsets me, but I, I still gotta do my job, bro. Yes. I still gotta yes. And he was okay with it. He was fine. Okay, so it's kilt rating time for those of you who are new. We rate each episode on a scale of one to five kilts, one being meh. Five being this was fantastic. Right, Blake. What was your kilt rating? Oh no 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 no! I'm mixing it up. I mixed it up. Oh my goodness gracious! All right, uh, my kilt rating. Yep. Four, four nine. Four nine. Which means five. Uh, four nine, and I'm gonna have to do this. It makes me wanna shout. You're not allowed to sing. I'm not. Uh, commandment number three. Sorry, just not allowed sing. to sing. Just lip sing. <laughs> and you know, just just for the sake of posterity. A horse. Yes! We have yes. got the second horse Giddy of up. this season. Giddy I'm up. very excited about it. Good. Very, very excited. Um, I obviously gave this episode a five, which is funny because sometimes I throw in rules like, oh, to have a five, there needs to be hanky-panky or rumpy-pumpy or whatever you want to call it, you know. So is it a prerequisite for a five to have no. a rumpy-pumpy? No. No, okay. I've No, it isn't. You've moved beyond that? You've I've evolved? Moved, I've grown up. <laughs> You're not a 13 year old child. It would have been weird in this episode. There was so much love yeah. in other ways yeah. that I didn't need it um, in this episode. Yep, big old five. Big old five all over the place. Okay, time for the GBGs. What do you got? The goods, the bads, the greats of this episode. So, my good of this episode 
was just Katrina and Sam's acting. Like, I can't even handle both of their reactions to seeing Brie mm-hmm. were so perfect. And and Claire's reaction when Brie talks about her her rape. Um, my goodness gracious, you felt it with her. Like, I am. I was blown away. I mean, Sam and Katrina have come so far since season one. Sure. And they were phenomenal then. They made me believe them as the characters then. But to see them here now and to know that these actors aren't really this age that they're portraying. They don't really have a child, <laughs> period, but don't have a child of this age. The way that they were still able to carry themselves and to make them be such believable parents right. to Brie, that's my good. My bad. I'm excuse me, Jamie. Please, please, just wipe your hand, get a little Purell, or maybe like do a French kiss. Good to see you, Brie. And I know Wait, that this is French silly. Kiss. Hey, that, no, not a French kiss. What are, the, what are the those double called? Kiss, the double European kiss. kiss. Yeah, the mwah, mwah. Yeah. yeah, not a French kiss. <laughs> right, that that'd be was, so bad. That, that would bad. be a bad. I just can't handle, um, and I'm going to ruin this for everybody. I, ru- I ruined some things, just like you can't unsee Sam's um, a- Adam's apple yes. in, in Culloden. Never going to forget that, guys. Never going to forget. <laughs> um, but nor are you going to forget the... Yeah. <laughs> the, the grunts, uh, uh. <laughs> the grunts the from grunts. the tubby time. Oh yes. Um, now you won't be able to unsee that when Jamie caresses Bree's face, you'll remember that prior to that he was peeing. <laughs> he was peeing, and men uh, taking, hold, taking a leak. They if you hold will. their um their member with their hand, and then he had to like button it all up, and you got to shake a little I bit. I don't even know, but that's so gross, and I just. <laughs> You know, most, like, I think Oprah said, like, 80% of the world doesn't wash their hands after they go to the bathroom. Jamie Fraser, king of men, is one of that 80%. He is is in the top of the 80%. Pee hands, pee hands. Um, Am I great? Uh, My great. Which is kind of weird. This is, like, a weird great. But hopefully my spirit animal soul friends out there will get me. Can I please spend a week on the ridge? Like, Blake, can you for Mother's Day just find the magical ridge and send me to it? Possibly pay the extra amount so I can have the family dinner with Murtaugh and Ian and Bree and Jamie and Claire because that would be amazing. But if not, I will churn that butter. I will dig for herbs. I will feed Clarence. I will do it all as long as I can wear the knit. The knitwear. All yes. of the knitwear. But I would like to spend a week, possibly a month, um, on the ridge. Oh my God, the knit porn in this episode? The knit porn? The, the goat porn? Uh, the, the, the herb the, porn? The 1700s porn? The amount of herbs just just drying above the mantle as Claire's like, Jamie, I have to talk to you about something. And I knew and it was going on. They're all like on. dangling in the and wind. Jamie like takes off his glasses and we all know how I feel about those glasses. There were so many herbs up there and I wished that Outlander was scratch and sniff. <laughs> Oh my God, I love the ridge so much. This is why I love Drums of Autumn. I'm like the little house in the prairie kind of girl. Yes. This episode, with all the things that went on with character development, they were amazing, but my great was the ridge. (laughs) (laughs) I I loved all the book lines. I loved all the people, but all I just kept thinking was, can I please sit here? Can I have dinner with you guys? Yes. Hi, my name's Mary. What I want to know is where do they get the knit porn? I mean, not like with not for the show, but like with within the context. That's of the what Ian's show. doing. He's gone all the time because Claire can't knit. Right? Claire sucks <laughs> at knitting. She didn't make that. It's been Ian. That's where he's been. Well, he's where, he's where been did, in the shelter knitting. Where did Bree get her knit porn? 
Like that was some like that was beautiful. That was from Lolly. Oh, and, you're right, but that was wool. Uh not wool. Look, uh, it was yarn. I don't know what it you was. You know what? Brie looked like she was loaded when she spoke to Bonnet and she was like, "How much do you want for it?" I feel like Brie. Like we know, we know that Ian gave Brie some serious dough. Mm-hmm. So I think when Brie was in Wilmington, she was like, "I am having retail this. therapy. I just <laughs> went through the most terrible experience of my life. I want this. I want this. I where want is this, the I want where this. is the local gap?" <laughs> Do you have a white horse black market here? I'm just wondering. Where's the Nordstrom? Where- I don't do Nordstrom rack. No. Okay. Listen, Bree does not do Nordstrom. My rack. uncle gave me loads of cash. I'm she, being emotional. She went right full now. pretty woman. <laughs> I have all of this money. I have all. It's all big cr- mistake. It was huge. You know, it was all crumpled up in a ball. <laughs> so, what was your GBG? Now that I've just huge. gone off the rails. Uh, okay, my good. There was this moment uh, when uh, Bree and Jamie are overlooking Fraser's Ridge, and Claire walks away, and you know they they were talking about Daniel Boone or whatever and Claire walks away and you just see the two father and daughter staring out at over the distance and looks Jamie like a painting <laughs> Jamie looks briefly at Bree and he just like he kind of looks at her and he's you could just see how proud and happy he is mm-hmm. and he looks away for another second and then he steals another look at her and it, there's just this fatherly smile like I, I can't believe that she's here I, I I can't believe it it's it's amazing and as much as I know about Sam Hewen and the fact that he's like you know very nearly my age and he would apparently have a 21 year old daughter um I mean we technically could have I, I, I yes you're right we could have we're that old yeah but I still feel like you know like I it's it's it would be hard for me to believe otherwise but seeing him interact with Bree and the way that he does, uh, and, and and they've already established that in within this world, uh, Jamie and Claire are like parents. They are the heads of this chosen family mm-hmm. of theirs, right? So it's not too much of a leap for me to make that jump where I say, "Wow, I can really see Sam, or you know, inherently Jamie." Mm-hmm be a father figure to Bree and be have that kind of feel and that 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 little smile right before they cut away from the ridge it was just a, it was a fantastic and beautiful moment and where where it, you can tell that the director and the actor are confident in what they're doing and instead of just and even even the editor uh just knowing that if i linger here for just another moment if I just allow this to play itself out, we get this beautiful moment mm-hmm. between the two. Uh, fantastic. Uh, the bad. And like you, my darling, I, you know, man, I know you got to pee. I, I know I know you probably had a couple of drinks. I know sometimes you, you, you got to get the poison out. I get it. But you go touching your daughter's face right after? Like, what are we... What are we doing? And you know what's so sad is that like neither of our bads was seeing Roger beat to a bloody pulp because that actually was the bad. Like seeing his poor little face all smushed. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> but our takeaway, probably because we're married, every time we see it, we're like, yep, still dirty. Yeah. <laughs> still dirty. Yep. That doesn't smell good. 
Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Not nope. great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Okay, so what was your great? Uh, but my great. My great is uh, what they've done to Jamie here a little bit and where they've started this relationship between Bree and Jamie. And if you can't tell already, the, for me, the whole episode is what happens between Bree and Jamie. Like yeah. that, that is what makes the most impact for me. But uh, starting Jamie off feeling insecure. Feeling insecure about himself. King of men. This is the king of men Little we're does talking he know. about. And whether or not you choose to believe that Jamie is, in fact, the king of men, he has that moniker for a reason. He, he, he always, I always feel like he's always pretty much got a handle on everything, for the most part. He, he, he knows who he is, what he's good at, what he's doing. He always seems to have somewhat of a plan, and for the most part, it always works out. Again, he's the king of men. But to have him start off with Bree at a place where he says, I don't want to replace Frank. And even having the look of shock on his face and almost like, again, insecurity when Brianna says that Frank was her father as she's shooting where did you learn how to shoot oh my father taught me yeah like there was this moment of like oh like how do i how do i even do this right i mean even brianna admits that she's feeling disloyal to frank just being around jamie yes or even saying how he doesn't want brie to leave or even when claire is about to tell him about brie's encounter with stephen bonnet his first thought is an insecure thought brie's leaving why is she leaving? I don't want her to leave. I, I, I'm going to miss her. Even having him go knock the absolute freaking pee, oh my gosh. the piss right out of Oh my Roger. goodness gracious. I mean, he's doing it because he's insecure. I never want to make Sam Hewen mad in my life. No. Like, as soon as you saw that face as he's walking up and he sees Roger, nope. it was like, looked like the Terminator. Nope. Like, I could see Sam Hewen being the Terminator. Yes. I could totally see it. Um, the fact that is that we've, we have start we we start here with with those two and we get to see a relationship between the two evolve uh, makes it fantastic i was very pleased with that that was the best part of the episode for me i loved it i loved it this episode was great and i know somebody some people here are saying has blake ever given a four nine i mean has ever blake ever given a five I think I've given it a five before. This is basically your five. It's essentially a five. Like, literally, is the only reason you didn't give it a five because of pee hands? No. Um, because. Why did I Why did I give it a four nine and not a five? Exactly. That's what we want to know, Blake. This deserves a five. Um, this deserves a five by you. you by know, by you, your good, bad, great. You know, okay, uh, Here, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I didn't give it a I didn't give it a five because I didn't give the Frank episode a five, and not because it was Frank, but because I don't think I can pick between the two. Do you because think I fives? because I liked them, but see now, but now I'm take cornered. I can't retcon my take. I'm <laughs> so basically, all of us know we're in the circle of trust that really this episode got a five, but because. Your allegiance lies to Frank in some weird, twisted way. You can't admit it. You're kind of like you're kind of like Brie right now, being like, "I totally went back in time, and I love this episode, but I don't want Frank to know." <laughs> is that I feel, what's happening? I feel disloyal to okay. Frank. Okay, okay. So we all know that in your heart, this actually is a five. No, I mean, listen, it, it, it's as close as a five as I think we're going to get. I mean, the fives for me have been reserved for like the battle joined, 
And and like the Garrison Commander, like those kind of episodes where it was truly like a a moment. This was a moment. You know what you need? What? You need to watch it again. Yeah, I think I probably need to watch it again. Probably a fourth time. Uh, So, but yeah, listen, if you want me to change it to five, that means I have to retcon my my previous take. Yes, I do. Because I like them both (laughs) equally. Okay. Okay, more five. The more fives, the better. (laughs) Okay, so. Let's dive into this episode. Yes, what do you got? <sighs> okay. <laughs> let's just talk about the uncomfortable scenes to get them done with. All right, okay? let's do it. I'm sure. I'm happy. Bree, when she comes back to her room and the interaction she has with Lizzie. Oh, what a way to start this episode. <sighs> I mean, show, showing a, a woman rock bottom and that reveal of the blood on on her undergarments on her little shaking and when lizzie touches her back and she shudders right oh man and you know i've seen some people say oh why was she being so crappy with lizzie like how can you how can you not how uh, it's and she's not trying to be she's just shattered there's nothing else more about it she's she's shattered having i mean sophie skelton did unbelievable acting in this episode but that scene in particular she she really she brought it man she brought it um and did such a beautiful job um the makeup department with the bruising on her so so good and just the simple act of her cleaning herself mm-hmm. um oh yes that's right when she's like just cleaning cleaning yes cleaning. um gosh and standing alone and like shivering in this mm-hmm. water and and then just be like lizzie just go to sleep yes just, please just just go to sleep it shows you the trauma that she's undergoing, how it is the immediate aftermath mm-hmm. of what happened. It just seeing her enter that room alone. And here's, I think, the beautiful part of this episode, and I want to get your opinion on this, is last episode we had this moment where we experienced Bree's trauma. I mean, and it, we, could, we could even make an argument that we didn't experience it. We We got it through the lens of... Everybody else. Correct. Um, but, I mean, it was a personal thing that we saw the aftermath. We saw her walk up. She was alone. We were there with her. Um, but in this episode, her trauma is seen through the lens of everybody else. <sighs> and it shows you the kind of effect that trauma will have on everybody else and how it makes people do things that they probably wouldn't necessarily do or Mm -hmm. or feel right Mm -hmm. uh and and that's when you know you've got some really good writing i mean lizzie is going saying that roger is the one who is who i mean and let's be real i mean people are hating on lizzie but honestly how can you hate on the dots yeah she connected them very well i don't think you can hate on lizzie no I, I, i mean is it is it kind of ridiculous that she just assumes? Yeah, but she, I, what else are you going to do? Hey, Sherlock Holmes would have assumed the same thing. Right. We all saw what Lizzie saw, and that was not good. It was not good. Right, and Jamie acts the way that he does, mm-hmm. something that we have never really seen him do act that kind of way. I mean, he goes and like beats the snot out of Roger because he's vengeful and he's insecure and he thinks i'm gonna take care of my daughter i'm finally gonna be able to to take care of one of my children the two one of the two children that i have not been able Mm -hmm. to to ever see or take care of Mm -hmm. Uh, even even claire i mean claire experiences Bree's trauma by seeing how 
Brie blames herself, saying, "I should have, yeah, I should have fought harder." Mm-hmm. Uh, the emotions in this particular episode of Outlander are vastly more complex than I what I think Outlander has achieved so far um, in its run. It is so complex. I, I think the only episode that would probably give it a run for its money would be To Ransom a Man's Soul or um, Both Sides. Not, not not Both Sides Now. Uh, the um, the uh, Is it Both Sides Now? Yeah, it is Both Sides. The season two premiere of Outlander. That was Both Sides Now, I think. Um, the complexity. The complexity of it all, I, I think, is... Is 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 invaluable to. What's I completely happened. agree. This episode gave you hashtag all the feels. I mean, you were crying for multiple reasons. Oh, absolutely. You were feeling elation. You were feeling joy. You were feeling uh, hatred. You were feeling fear. You were feeling desolate. You know, all these different feelings for these beloved characters. Um, all within an hour. Like that is the magic of Outlander that they have been able to bring us on this journey where we will able to experience hashtag all the feels right. in one hour and have it be one of our favorite episodes of Outlander of all times. Gosh. And, and, and as, and as important as this, this trauma is and how it affects everybody. And it's something that needs to be discussed and talked about. You also had this great balance mm-hmm. with some some funny lines and what we played at the beginning of our podcast episode here which was we need to i mean we need to be here we need to tell these stories it's yes. great to have family at the table i mean you got that you had you had the down then you had even the laughing times the family at the table but you had the father and daughter find each other and then mother and daughter find each other and then godfather and daughter find each other and cousin like but really the parents seeing Bray Mm -hmm. you had that moment that moment that we as book readers have been waiting for so incredibly long I'm just I'm just gonna tell you at least from my perspective as a book reader this episode made me so happy it made me so happy so much about it was um by the book, you know, lines are by the book. Uh, the way that they handled things were by the book. And yep. even though a couple changes were made, Murta, um, I'm, I'm down with the changes. <laughs> I'm down with the changes. They really did such a beautiful job to keeping to the integrity of this part of the story, which is so important, so important. Well, let's 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 dig into the rest of that uh, in, uh, right after the break, shall we? You guys know, this episode, of course, is sponsored by Castle Massey. We have talked about them all season. We adore them. Of course, they were founded in Newport, Rhode Island, which is one of the reasons that we love them. But one of the lines that we love the most is their line of essential oils. They offer four different essential oil blends, two florals and two earthy tones, one of each for aromatherapy and one of each specifically for moisturizing hair and skin, which y'all know we need. All the dry heat. Winter is coming. Winter's here. Winter's here, guys. <laughs> and not only do they work really well, but they smell super rich, full of flavor, and all of Castle Massey's essential oil blends are expertly extracted and blended by their New York City-based essential essential oil expert. That's a hard title. 
Michelle essential, Gagnon, essential oil essential expert. oil expert, <laughs> to try their expertly crafted essential oil blends. And for thirty percent off your entire order, you can use the coupon code OutlanderCast at checkout. So. What if you don't want essential oils? That's maybe, okay. Maybe you've got a ton of them, okay? Maybe you're you're an oily person. Like you. you got more essential oils than I could ever imagine. Oh, my God. It makes Blake cough and sneeze. On my Can bad days, guys, I just rub all sorts of oils all over me. I don't even know what's happening. I don't even know what's happening. But you know what? If you don't want essential oils, that's fine. Because Castle Masty is holding their biannual bath and body sale. All of their soaps. All of their lotions. They're all marked down up to 33% off. And of course, we mentioned it before. You will then get an additional 30% off if you use the coupon code OutlanderCast at checkout. I'm just saying that you as a listener have the potential to save 63 percent 63 fracking percent it's incredible it's an incredible deal okay so uh i I wanted to talk uh about the goodness of this episode because there is so much complexity and it all relates back to Bree's trauma um but the goodness of it all is the look and the the touch and uh, the feel of cotton. I was um, just going I was singing that in my head. <laughs> but between again, I keep going back to to Bree and Jamie. It, it's just that's what you need to be going back it's to. Such that a is a special this. moment, and it's so I th- special. And uh, I I think the reunion between Claire and Bree is a little overshadowed by what happens between Jamie and yes. Brianna. Yes, but I think that's I think it's deservedly so, and. You know, remember how we were talking about in the in one of the previous episodes where you just like you're not invested in Willie as much as you are Brianna. Yes. So seeing them spend all the same time together it was kind of like, okay, what the hell are we doing? But seeing Bree and Jamie go after oh freaking gosh. bees and get like oh. just sit down and hunt. And like my darling. And, oh, oh my god. god! Should I please have her bear hat? Oh. Yes. Oh, outstanding. Bee hunting with Jamie just to do a little bonding. And, uh, and you know, one of the aspects that I love about Brie, which has often gotten her in trouble, is how confident she is. Right. And I just love how it's like, yeah, of course I'll go bee hunting with you and ask you questions. And, you know, she is having these feelings and... and um, doubting, you know, how she feels about things because of Frank. But really, she's just this confident woman where it's like, here we go. Like, yep, I've traveled through time. I'm going to go bee hunting with my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask him all sorts of questions and learn about him and have him learn about me. Um, just, you see so much Fraser in her. Right. When, when, oh my gosh, when they're seeing each other in the alleyway. Oh, and she, and I love what she asks him or she says, you're Jamie Fraser. Like it, Oh, it, can't you tell? Oh my gosh! Like he he knows her. He knows her face. He and, sees and, himself. He sees his mother in her. And that's the that's the that's the beautiful part about what is is happening here. Because at first he doesn't recognize her. He's like, yeah, listen, I'm married. He's like, like I don't want your pies either. <laughs> I don't. I already get enough pies over There's here with pie, pie lady. Lady. with the pie hussy. What what's up with these pie hussies? <laughs> How many hussies am I going to run into in this town? But yes. He he doesn't recognize her, but subconsciously he does recognize her. Yes, he has actually seen photos of Brianna as an adult. He has them. He knows that they're there. But her hair was totally straightened. But here's the other problem. <laughs> kidding. And not a problem. It's actually, again, emotional complexity. 
He see he still sees Bree as a baby. Oh. He doesn't think of her as an adult. Oh my Even god. Even though he's seen the pictures. He, he thinks of her as a bairn. He oh. thinks of her as like, oh my god, you're my kid. And you're my kid that I had to let go of. I had to give you away. I had to let myself down. And I had to let your mother down. And I've let you down. And all of these emotions are coming flooding on Sam Hewen's face as he recognizes Brianna. Mm -hmm. It was the thing of beauty. All of the parents in this season, you know, whether it's Air Mueller's daughter and grandchild or uh, Marcelli with with your boy Jermaine. Yes. <laughs> you know, Jermaine, to see the protection that they have, like this common theme of parents wanting to protect their children right. and wanting to always seeing them as these babies. I mean, even our kids, three and five, I, we still see them as babies. And I know that when they're 10, 15, 20, when they're 55, God willing, I'm still alive. I'm still going to see them as my baby right. no matter what and that's what makes everything so poignant is that Brie isn't a baby what happened to her goodness gracious was a terrible thing that you would not want to happen to your children at any age and mm-hmm. for Jamie and Claire to just finally have their baby back and to have this trauma happen to their baby you see the rage that Jamie has and how he wants to protect his daughter you sure. see the the complete and other utter Oh, hatred that Claire has when a when Brie well, tells when her, but then when she finds it. out, oh. then when it's Bonnet. Oh man! When Claire found that ring, and and here here is the, a beautiful thing about this whole interaction too, because as much as we talked about Claire being kind of overshadowed by Jamie and and their meeting for the first time, there Claire does have they her moment. Up. Yes, Claire does have their, her moment with Brianna when it comes to this, and Brie finally being able to tell her mother. I was raped. The fact that her mom already knew that she was pregnant. Oh, yeah. Like, just she sussed that out. <laughs> there, there was some weird Claire stuff going on there, right? Weird Claire stuff. She was giving her the herbs for the mother. <laughs> Let me go to my stockpile that Mary has been ad- admiring. Let me go to my 40,000 bushes uh, hanging from the ceiling. It smells so good. <laughs> Scratch and sniff that. Um, there, there was, and it's, an, again, another emotionally complex moment mm-hmm. when Brianna... You could see her desperately wanting to tell her mother that she was raped, and you could see her desperately wanting to give the ring to her mother, but holds back because she too is still suffering, and she's still. You could see her like churning that butter, you know, and she's just staring off into space, you know. She, I mean, truth be told, if you're tuning butter, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'd rather watch paint dry. I'd rather, I would literally wa- rather watch. Have you ants ever had to make grass. butter? Uh, no, God, no. Come Are you on. serious? I go to the, I go to the supermarket. What for did that. they do for field trips for you kids in Massachusetts? Because in Rhode no, Island, no, no, we had to go, we to, had to, go uh, to farms, and they were like, "Here's how you make butter," and we had to pass a mason jar around on the floor over and over and over until the dang milk turned into butter. No, we had to go to Sturbridge Village. Okay, did you make to, butter there? I, I seen people make butter, butter there, but I didn't. You do it probably myself. were out like kicking goats or something. <laughs> kicking goats. I don't know. I just picture you being like, "I'm not churning butter." <laughs> I ain't churning no butter. Get out of here. <laughs> go go to Star Market for that. <laughs> I want the unsalted, please. <laughs> um, but she has the, she has this moment of just like disassociating herself from everybody, and Claire can see that she can pick up on it, and 
and and Brianna doesn't want to tell the truth because she doesn't want to put her dad at risk. She she doesn't want to put Claire at risk. She just can't admit to herself that what happened happened because she needed to get a ring mm-hmm. and she couldn't admit it to her mother. And it all comes pouring out like that moment when she finally gives her mother a hug after she finds oh. out that she's pregnant. Oh my and gosh, like, that this, hug. This momentary sigh of like Oh, That's yes. the best hug. Oh man, you, I know adult, you've been there. Oh, I know you've yeah. been there. Oh yeah, as an adult, like you don't often hug your mom, especially that way where you're like, "Oh my god, my life is terrible right now." But when you do, and when you've got that hug. Mm-hmm. So, I I I want to get it out of the way. I want to talk okay. about Bonnet. Oh, he's so gross. He's he's gross, and he's I so and I love it. Good, I love my it. My goodness, watching him talk to Roger. Oh, I was like Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy from Downton Abbey. You knock it off. <laughs> Why don't you go fold some laundry, <laughs> Jimmy? <laughs> go go polish some silver some spoons. Shoes. Come on, Jimmy. <laughs> You're not playing nice, Jimmy. We all know who you are. Oh. Gosh darn it, he will never be Jimmy. And when I go and I do my Downton Abbey rewatches, he is going to be Bonnet. He has me convinced so much. Goodness, the little, you know what he does so well? You can tell, you can tell that he's like, he's a Tobias Menzies fan. Oh, yes. Ed Spilliers, he totally was like, wait a second, I'm going to be on a show that Tobias is on because I love Tobias's lip acting. Right. Like, like literally Ed Spilliers does all sorts of things. He must work out. Like like uh, Jim Carrey, just looking in a win- mirror, working out his lip because those little moments, those little ticks with his yeah. face, make you know something's not screwed in too tight in that brain. And he has these moments where he like, it's just his like you said in in his face, mm-hmm. but it's also his movements. It's such. Remember how I talked about confidence behind the camera with David Moore and allowing that that mm-hmm. look to play out. Mm-hmm. You can see that he has confidence, as Beliers does. In himself yes. and in his ability to inhabit, yes, um, Stephen Bonnet the same way, like you said, Tobias has that mm-hmm. confidence to inhabit Black Jack Randall. It was, and they're different, right? They're one eighty. They're different, yeah. But they're oh, no, I meant Spoliers' previous characters, but you mean BJR? Yeah, and, like they're different. It's okay. It's, um, and Bonnet, Black no, they're Jack, completely different. But you're right; they're such confident villains. Yes, and yes, they're that's little. What it is. Everything about them, the thing with Bonnet is he's he's got these little like, it's not, he doesn't care about anyone else's space, he doesn't care what anyone else thinks about his body, so he is able to confidently, jerkingly move every once in a while right. um, to make us feel uncomfortable. You know when people like pick at their skin yes. on their hands? Yep. and it just makes you uncomfortable it's like little weird ticks yep the other actors in the show the other characters they're not trying to distract us they're doing their thing they're Mm -hmm. moving when they're supposed to move and it's very carefully planned out as is you know bonnets but his little things that he does with his face or his little movements are there to make us feel uncomfortable and gosh darn it jimmy yep you make me feel uncomfortable and hannah joe hilliard here said said a comment uh, on, Facebook just, Live? on Facebook Live that just caught my eye. Ed Spilliers is eating as he's talking to Roger as well. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's just eating. He's always eating. He's just putting stuff in his mouth I and talking about it. I hate those two-pronged forks. They make me feel so uncomfortable. And they so told, nervous. I feel like someone's going to stab somebody their with tongue. it. I'm afraid they're going to stab their tongue. <laughs> um, but I, I, I really appreciate Ed Spilliers 
as an actor, I am 100% happy to say that I was wrong. This guy has killed it. I mean, he he is just he he's he's throwing it out of the pack uh, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Roger getting the jewels. Jewels to Did he get one jewel or did he get multiple? It looks like he only got one. I think he only got one. He got like too. a little one. A wee one. Do you think he's actually intending to go back? Okay, I know he comes back and he he ends up on Fraser's Ridge uh, because, you know, Jamie beats the snot out of him. I get it. But do you think he's intending on going to get Brie to bring her back? Or do you think he wanted to say goodbye? I mean, I've read the book. Yeah, you have read the book. You're right. (laughs) What Um, do you think? Listen, they're going to have to redeem Roger here. They're going to have to. They need to redeem Show Roger. That's what I'm saying. A lot. Yes. Okay, Show Roger is not Book Roger. I'm just saying, Roger's pretty much my favorite character. <laughs> are you are you not on the the uh the Roger train right now? Um, are, are you not on that train? He's going to need a little help. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't just mean with his face. Yeah. Oh. His old attitude needs to be cleaned up a little bit. Right. Right. So all right, here here's my thing. Meaning I think, the writing needs I, to be. I think they're gonna have to I think they're gonna have to save Roger here a little bit. You and know what they're gonna have to do? What? They're gonna have to Sawyer him from They're Lost. absolutely gonna have to Sawyer him. Like sawyer you hated him. Sawyer so much in Lost, and then all of a sudden you're like, when did I start loving this man? We have to go back, Kate. I'll and tell he- you exactly when you started loving him. Tell me. When it's season four in the helicopter. Yes. And he and he and he gives himself up. Yep. Spoiler alert. Yep. So what is Roger gonna have to do? Or 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 maybe maybe you you love Sawyer when you find out that he actually hates himself. He hates himself for being Sawyer. That he has to call himself Sawyer. Let's wrap up this loss. People Sorry, are getting I know. lost. They're, they're like, wait, whatever. I don't. But care nonetheless, the show needs to save our they, love. They for need Roger. to Sawyer Roger. Yes, they absolutely need. And for to those Sawyer of you who've Roger. never watched Lost, we're really sorry. <laughs> um, but you know, I think they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to do it here with Roger, and I think. They're gonna have him give Bree the jewel or or the whatever it is to have her go back and to say, "Listen, you you don't belong here. You, you did what you're supposed to do. I will stay here so you can go back and be in your time and whatever." Um, again, kind of sawyering him, like sacrificing himself for it. But we've got some complications here. What we got some complications? What? The fact that he got the snot kicked out of him by yeah. Jamie, and he's going to end up Not somewhere. Good. And I got I have an outlandish theory of the week on that. Well, let's by the get way. to this. Well, one. we actually have to get to the outlandish cast. Oh, by the way, one last thing, what? one last note I have here, and I yeah. want to say, when Bonnet says "limb or lass," Mackenzie, <sighs> that was perfect, perfect writing. Yep. I and I believed it. I truly believed it. Kudos to Matt Roberts. Kudos to Tony Graffy on this episode. Little things like that make this episode what it is. And mm-hmm. I, I would say it's the best episode of this season so far. Agreed. It's the best episode. I agree. And a, a minuscule hair amount behind is the Frank episode. Um, only because we got we got that bad nature with Bonnet that I think Outlander needs. Outlander needs a villain like Bonnet. It needs it. Wow. Because because he's the opposite of Jamie, he's the opposite of Claire, and when you have a an embodiment of evil that is the exact opposite of your protagonists that bring stuff out of your protagonist that would never normally happen, now you're talking. 
You know right. what? I, okay. Yeah, let's keep going because I have I have some outlandish theory stuff. All right. Well, why don't we uh, get to the Outlander cast staff thought of the week, shall yes, we? Yes, please. This one comes by the way of Nikki, one of our uh, most well-written yes. uh, staff members on the Outlander cast staff. So, Nikki, take it away. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Nikki Gastineau, and this is my thought of the week. I have so many thoughts about this episode. The writer's treatment of trauma is heartbreakingly beautiful and feels so spot on. Trauma isn't just an event that happens and then you move on. Trauma is a rock thrown into the middle of a pond. The shattering of the surface makes its way back to you in ripples that seem like they'll never end. Every look, touch, and sound triggers something about the event. I give major props to the writers and Sophie Skelton for showing us this bottomless pit of pain. Apologies for starting with the tough stuff, but I couldn't let the moment pass without acknowledging this. What I really want to focus on is the beautiful moments of family and the idea of home that we saw in this episode. Jamie being able to hold Brianna and speak to her in a way that he could never speak to Willie was everything. I felt like I was watching Jamie pour 20 years of love into Brianna. Mm. Each look hug, and snippet of conversation felt like a moment he had only dreamed of having with her. As the family sat around the dinner table, it seemed like we were watching Brianna feel family for the first time. The banter among the gathered, the stories of days gone by, felt like my own recent family gatherings over the holidays. In these rooms, whether they be small or grand, lit by candles or chandeliers, this is where we find family, where we first find love. But this episode isn't just about Jamie meeting Bree. It's about Bree finally seeing a loving relationship. Sure, she had a mother and a father who loved her deeply, but it's a different thing to know that you're surrounded by people who genuinely love each other, who would fight to save each other, who share knowing looks and tender touches, who are bound by love and affection, not duty and forced promises. A few episodes ago, we saw Jamie take Willie to the stunning overlook at Fraser's Ridge. Jamie clearly delighted in the fact that Willie could appreciate the beauty of the place, but there could be nothing more intimate about that moment. When Jamie took Brianna to the same spot, she also remarked on its beauty. Jamie's look, his heart bursting with pride and love and joy, he seemed to say to Brianna, you're home. Indeed, Brianna, this life... This gift born of love and an eternal connection is home, and her battered heart and body can rest easy for a while in the arms of those who are willing to give up everything that she might live. If that's not home, I don't know what is. That's right. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you Thank so you, much. Nikki. Well said. Absolutely well said. And another person here in the in, in the clan also made a comment that I, that I find important, which is Larissa Nichols says, the Murtaugh says the line, what took you so long, lass? Mm. That, to me, and again, which is why I played what we played at the beginning of this episode, that is so invaluable. It was just, it was it was almost Tamurta, like, manifest destiny that she was to return. <sighs> that that face, that moment of looking at her like, wow, you are home. You, you are, you're Brianna. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Yep. Like, what took you so long? Like, <laughs> it, it's just this welcoming oh. family and, and the everyday life you know the thing that you love about drums so Mm -hmm. much is 
the survival, just the everyday stuff that they're doing, like churning butter or feeding Clarence or doing whatever. You got a chance to see that again in this episode and just see a family in action. Just loving on each oh, other. Oh, my. Making, making pad whiskey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, it was great seeing them all sit around yes. the thing, the fire with the whiskey and the barley just and all that. Just living other, life. Just chilling out, man. Mm-hmm. Just chilling out. Okay. Uh, it's time to get to the Outlander, uh, sorry, the uh, Outlandish Theory of the yes. Week. Shall we do that? Yes, we shall. Want to let you know that this Outlandish Theory of the Week is brought to you by Zola. Zola. What the hell is Zola, right? Mm. Zola is actually a place where you can start a free wedding website and you can actually get $50 off of your registry what? on Zola if you go to Zola.com slash Outlandacast. Okay. All right. And I wish when we got married, I've said this before, because we've talked about Zola before. I wish we had this when we got married. I know. Because it just would have made so much, everything so much so easier. So why is it easier? It's easier because it takes the stress out of your wedding plan. Everybody, we all know, we, we, got, we got wedding season coming up. All, all you people, all you mothers out there, your mothers-in-law, all you fathers, you're, you know you're planning weddings real soon coming up in, in the spring it's crazy and town. in summer. And you you got to get your planning done now, right? It takes the stress out of the wedding planning with the websites, the registries, the save the dates, invitations, all of it. It's all easy to use. It's all got planning tools. It's all right there, right in front of you. And it just starts with a free freaking wedding website. You know that thing where you you have all the questions where you put like, oh, the frequently asked questions. What do we wear? Can kids come? Yeah. What can I wear a T length dress or a full length dress? All that stuff. To what can I have a plus one? It's all right there. You can get your registry all set up in one spot. This is like your dream. This for those of you who don't know, Blake was the bridezilla. Oh my! I was absolutely bridezilla. I watched more David to Terror than I care to admit. (laughs) David Tatera and me were best friends. <laughs> F-A-K-E. I don't want no fake flowers at my wedding. I'll tell you that. You are such a bride. And you know Zola. where you're going to find real flowers? Somebody who's going to help you out? Zola. They'll take care That's of you. That's right. They're right. And they'll help you do your, your registry. You can plan for your honeymoon. You can go. You can get gift cards at freaking Home Depot or Airbnb. And the best part of it all is that they also have a the, a completion discount, which means 20% off of all the remaining gifts on your registry right after the day after your wedding. So, like, if you didn't get that OXO uh, scooping slotted spoon that you desperately wanted for when you make pierogies like mm-hmm. I do, <laughs> don't worry. Dinner fash, because you can get it 20% off the day after your wedding. love slotted spoons everybody loves slotted spoons right seriously they're so good except when it's the only clean spoon and you're like uh. and, and you gotta eat soup <laughs> 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 all right so this outlandish theory uh again brought to you by zola go to their uh, uh, zola.com slash outlander cast and they'll be able to hook you up all right i don't think it's a coincidence that it's ian who takes roger away because jamie says hey take him out of my face don't kill him but just get him out of my face <laughs> bye ian by yeah. <laughs> Ian and by Roger. Hashtag the 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 most hashtag by Ian moment of the entire series. Ian, go take this half dead Roger and get them both. Get you Put both out somewhere. of my life. Just get them out. You've been in this episode too much, Ian. <laughs> Can you just go busy yourself somewhere with this bloody man? You, you fulfilled your hours at work today. Bye, get Ian. out of here. Bye, Ian. Uh, li- listen, I don't think it's a coincidence that. It's Ian who takes Roger away. And my, my thought process on this follows, the, it follows this line. 
Ian has been gone forever now. And I imagine... He's been knitting. Ian is going to take him to a place that he knows and knows very well. And since we know that Ian has been hanging out with John Quincy Myers and hanging out with the American Indians, the Cherokee, I feel like he's going to bring him to Indian territory. Why? I'll tell you why. Because he's going to do the Batman Begins thing. I don't... I don't, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Oh, okay. So he's, he's still listening to Jamie. Um, you don't, don't kill him, but you don't got to save him either. Just put him in the Indian territory. Let the American Indians d- deal with them. Why deal with they him. want him? Are they going to do a bear dance? No, because he's, <laughs> no, because he's on their territory. And what are uh, they going to do to him? Ooh, I don't know. They're going to give him a dirty beating. And then that, and, 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 and somehow Ian thinks, I've done my job. I'm pissed off at him for hurting, my do- for hurting my cousin. I've listened to Uncle Jamie, and I've done what I'm supposed to do, and he's going to put him in Indian territory. Here's the, here's the thing, though. I think the, the Cherokee are going to take Roger in. And because oh. they're going to see him, they're going to see him seem all bloody to Gosh, a pulp. You poor little thing. And they're going to be like, oh, can you my play God. the guitar? And they're going to bring him back to health and they're going to bring him back to life. And Roger, thinking that he has no they're chance. They're going to be so at- shocked by his hairy chest. <laughs> all the hairy nipple. <laughs> Re- being so shocked and, 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 and realizing I probably have no chance with with Bree now mm-hmm. I'm just gonna have my life among among the Cherokee that sounds very nice and uh, it's gonna be like a dances wolf with wolves kind of oh, thing oh Tatanka all the Tatanka <laughs> do you okay. know what that means uh, rate bull buffalo buffalo Blake. buffalo I, when is the last time you've bull watched a buffalo. dances it, it, with wolves they, they both got horns it's the same <laughs> they run around in the in the prairies and the wild I bet you don't even know which American Indian was in dances with wolves uh, I, you I don't. don't. We need to rewatch it. It's, <laughs> it's my favorite Kevin Costner movie, and that's saying something because I love so many of them. Oh my god! Continue. All right. So uh, I'm not saying that the that the that the Cherokee are going to kill him. I'm actually saying that they're going to take him in. They're going to bring him back to life, and Roger is going to play the guitar, play the guitar, sing, be and, the hairy chest, you know, bear and, man, and dance with wolves. Perfect. That's what it's going to come. Oh down my god! To I really love it. Guys. So what do you think? Uh, interesting or interesting? Interesting. Chuck, what do you got? Mock me. Please hang up and try again. Bonnie Prince Chuck always got my back. <laughs> yes. Always got my back. All right, listen, we're going to talk about the giveaways now. Okay. We got two new giveaways. The first one is from Caswell Massey. It's actually their newest creation from the Caswell Massey brand. It's actually called the Ultra Wild Holy Smoke Essential Oil Blend. That sounds amazing. So I know Mary's all about this life. I guarantee you we're going to have a set in our house within the next three days. I'm going to see a Caswell Massey box show up on our porch. They're so beautiful, their boxes. If you guys haven't yet gotten Caswell Massey products, I'm telling you, just the packaging alone, beautiful. Right. So this one will be found at OutlanderCastClanGiveaway.com. It is a retail value of $54. Again, the Ultra Wild Holy Smoke Essential Oil Blend can be found at the OutlanderCastClanGiveaway.com. The second one is a $90 value, and again, it's running along the lines with these essential oil and the deal that we're giving them, the Outlander Cast listeners. This one is the Deep Florals Essential Oil Set mm. Total, and again, it has a value of $90. It can be found at OutlanderCastClan.com. Awesome. So There's so many websites going on right now. 
OutlanderCastFinaleParty.com, OutlanderCastClanGiveaway.com, OutlanderCastClan.com, OutlanderCast.com. We got all Can't the .coms. Got them all. All, all the Outlander.coms. Got to catch them all. It's like Pokemon. <laughs> all right, my love, are you ready to close this perfectly smelling, essentially oiled <laughs> episode? I bet it helps Rolo smell even more handsome. Uh, yes. I wouldn't be surprised. You ready to close this bad boy out? Yes. All right, let's do it. We want to take this moment to thank all of you for taking your time to listen to this podcast and for also heading over to OutlanderCast.com and checking out the amazing blog posts by our staff. We have a great blog post that is up uh, just recently. It's our 2018 year in review. The best blog posts chosen by the Outlander cast staff. Their favorite ones, the ones that really pulled at their heartstrings and uh, whether they wrote it or if it's from another staff member. So please, please head on over to OutlanderCast.com. Let's be real. It's a short work week. AKA, you're not really doing much work. You're not doing anything. Let's let's <laughs> so, get let's be honest. Here. So just take some time and head on over to the blog. We also have a like a wonderful series of posts by uh, blogger Andre Poppleton who. Um, actually was able to get All so much footage the behind the scenes. So if you wanted to see more about these particular episodes, uh, that's another bunch of blog posts that I want to point you to. We want to really thank all of our patrons. We talk about our patrons all the time because you guys honestly make this show possible. You can be a member of the Outlander Cast clan for as little as $2 a month, but we really want to take the moment right now to thank our highest level patrons, our most generous patrons, uh, patrons, our associate producers, Angie, Carolyn, Celine, Cheryl, Diane, Heather, Jennifer, Lauren, Linda, Marilyn, Mary, Michelle, Patricia, do it. Say it right. Say it right. Come on, you. Siobhan, that's my girl. I got you. Then summer. Okay, and then also our co-producers: Barbara, Carolyn, Christina, Dana, Dieta, Janet, Jenny, Keelan, Kurt, Kirstie. Sorry, my context just got really sticky, guys. <laughs> Lisa, Liz, Marianne, Meredith, Raynal, Rita, Sharon, Sue, Tara, and Tina. And last but not least, our executive producers: Anne, Bobby, Jen, Katie, Martha, Peg. And Sarah Blake, tell people a little bit more about our finale party. And if you want to get to the finale party, you can do so. It's being held right in Newport, Rhode Island. The tickets are going quickly. So do get to outlandacastfinaleparty.com to get your tickets there. It has all the information about the party right at that website. Uh, What we're doing, the timeline, where to stay, how to get there if you so choose. uh, And pretty much uh, nerding out with... All of us other Outlander nerds. That's what we do. That's how we do. That's how we do. That's how we do. So we want to also thank those of you who've taken the time to write a review in your podcast app of choice. And you might be like, why? What does this matter? People who don't know about Outlander cast, they search the word Outlander, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or their podcast app. And then they read these reviews and they're like, should I watch this? Should I listen to this? So if you take the time to write it, know that it means so much to Blake and I. It really brings the biggest smile to our face. So we want to thank Wendy R., who wrote, I was late to the gathering, but I'm all in now. This is my first season to watch live, and I cannot get enough of this podcast. I'm talking, I'm taking Blake's approach as a show watcher first, and then in the off season, I'm catching up with the books. I love Blake's enthusiasm and Mary's insight, all the while keeping it spoiler free. I've tried several podcasts about Outlander. 
and there is no comparison. Thank you, Miriam Blake. And you know what? One of the things I really wanted to mention, Wendy, is that if you have friends who have not read the books, who are brand new into Outlander, please let them know about Outlander Cast because this is a podcast for spoiler free. Yeah, yes, I've read the books. It's for show watchers too. I know that a lot of you read the books. We all geek out. I wink at the camera every once in a while. Y'all know. Y'all know. But this is a safe podcast to share with those friends who are new to Outlander, who want to delve a little deeper, feed feed the addiction, and then maybe they're going to dabble <laughs> not, in the off season We're not as crack well. addicts. We're Pretty just, much. We're, yeah, actually, yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> so everybody, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I'm actually really looking forward to all of the listener feedback now. I know. I, I cannot wait. I can't wait to have this conversation with you guys and record that. Look for it perhaps maybe on Saturday or Sunday as this today as we're recording this is Wednesday uh, where we are normally recording listener feedback on this day so just bear with us hopefully next week we'll be back to normal (laughs) that's what I'm hoping for my name's Mary my name's Blake and you've been listening to Outlander Cast